Hey, good Monday morning to everyone. This is uh, Mike Smith uh, for the next episode of Tea and a Porch. Today is, oh, let's see, March 10th, 11th, 12th. It's a Monday. I think it's the 12th. I'm not sure. I know this, that it is uh, time change day. We adjust the clocks and we move them ahead by an hour. And... Um, this is done, I think, back in the days of, of um, the Depression and war. They did that to try to save on fuel, save on energy or something. And I think nowadays they find out that they make more money by doing this because they adjust everybody's clock and people end up in the emergency rooms on this day. They probably make more money that way. <laughs> that could be true. Who knows? Anyway, I'm not going to fester too much on all of that. Just get your naps in today, go to sleep early, and be glad that the uh, sun is out more at nighttime now so we can enjoy that. So I'm driving through beautiful York, heading over to Baltimore to play some gigs today. Uh, one at a senior center and the other one at a nursing home. And I'm looking forward to that. Do some music for everybody. Today's focus on this, and I'm gonna call it the driving show because I'm actually driving and speaking at the same time. As summer hits, I'm going to try to take these podcasts out to a, um, I'll try to take them out to a, a park and maybe along some trails and get some beautiful sounds of birds and creeks and things like that. But today's podcast is entitled Love Is. Love Is. So we're going to do a little bit of talk about, about taking that place that we can find in meditation, that beautiful place of peace and love where we can sit quietly and close our eyes and we can say to ourselves, love is. And we feel that place. But then the challenge is, how do we access it the rest of the day? Is the spiritual search something where you are building a foundation of peace in a quadrant of your life and then you are protecting everything else that is not peace in your life from invading that place is that is that the uh, is that the purpose is that how it's done and if it is done like that, okay, how do we find that place? And then two, how do we protect everything from that place? And three, how do we balance the two of them together? This is the age-old challenge that everybody feels um, challenged to do. It's, it, it becomes an, a, a new task for them. So is, is that the way that it works? Does spirituality actually, actually work that way so that you find yourself in a, in a place where you say peace is here and now you have to nourish that and water that more and more and more so that you can now see peace in other places? Well, I'm going to tell you that that's actually completely, that's not it. It's not going to work that way. That will never work. 
because you can find peace in one place and you can sit in the meditation and you can feel peaceful about that. You can walk around and yes, I see peace everywhere and you can look to find it. And you can try to look for peace within um, people that are not peaceful. Like you can find someone who says, yeah, look at this guy. Um, you know, take a look at uh, a beautiful example of this is Donald Trump. Take a look at him and say, I'll try to find peace in that gentleman. No, he's, he's a snake who's gone in to kill the rats in the lair. He's doing exactly what he does. You're never going to find peace in that guy. That's, that's who he is. He's, he's, he does his own destruction in his own way. Um, and this is what's divided up people as they argue different sides on all of that. So we look at that and we say, well, then how do we find peace in anything? How, how do we find, how do, how do we do this? How the hell? How the hell do we do this, I say? Bring it on. All right, you want answers? Let's give it to you right now. The spiritual path <clears throat> is probably one of the worst things you could ever do. Don't go on it. Rather, what I would suggest doing is look at everything as it is sacred in its own way. That all of it is accepted allow all of it to be so in order to get to the place of love is as everything allow allow everything to be as it is so for example once you awaken and see the clear presence of present awareness which is rather easy to do it's just a clearly seeing way of seeing life you look at an object and between your nose and that object is the color clear. Do that for a moment. So for instance, let's take a Coke bottle or a Pepsi bottle or a Mountain Dew bottle or a bottle of water or a bottle of um, orange juice. I don't know, some type of a bottle or a coffee cup or a tea cup or a record or a Miles Davis album. I don't know, whatever you can find. Put it on the floor in front of you. Now take a look at it. And as you take a look at it, between your nose and that object is, is something to see. What is it? Between your nose and that object is the color clear. The color clear goes through everything. As it goes through everything, this color clear is everything. This is the aliveness, the transparent, space that is everything find one thing that is not the color clear find one thing that is not of this knowing of clearness you can't look around the room the color clear is going to project into everything it's going to be everything this is also seen as the sky you can say the sky it doesn't begin or end or go anywhere it's everything so if it is everything then you accept everything as this so you sit in this and you say, ah, this is present awareness. It can be heard also. As you listen to my voice, you hear space between my words. What is that space? It's beautiful. That space is the color clear. That space is stillness. It's silence. The actual words actually have space in them too. Within my voice is space for you.
so see it's there. All sound is a vibrational tone of space. All seeing is a clearness. Touching is the same way. Touch an object. As you touch the object, where are you sensing the touch from? It first feels like your fingers, follow it back. Now it's your arm, now it's your heart, and now it's your mind. Okay, so you sense and touch the floor. Where are you sensing that from? You're sensing it from the space of being, the space of the mind. And where does the mind begin and end? It doesn't, it's everywhere. So now all objects and all things that you're seeing, hearing, touching, are all space, as you are space. Let's take this space and now let's drop a little eyedropper into it and call it love. Ooh yeah! Love, 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 love. Now it suddenly has an aliveness to it. Ooh, it's not just a scientific discovery. Now it's aliveness. Right? This love is the love of all things. It's the open heart. Not as in the physical heart, but it's the love of just love is. That's a different kind of love than the love that we have in relationships. Relationship love is like, I'm here, you're there, and we're feeling something between us. Well, what we're feeling actually is the same as the love is. However, the mind goes in and still cuts it up as to, you are this love. And then when that love walks away, you then have, you know, the opportunity for Nazareth to sing that beautiful song, Love Hurts, which I'm not going to sing because there's no way I can even reach those vocals. Anyway, so love is <clears throat> opening up to present awareness. Oh boy, this is a bumpy road. I'm sorry if you hear this. Opening up to present awareness does one thing. <clears throat> it allows you to accept and allow everything that's coming to you. So if you're sitting in a spot where you're saying, I need to do something more to... Um, to get to the next place. Even the thought and idea of you wanting to do something more, allow that to be as it is. Allow that, open up to that. That is also the beauty of the love is. That is the beauty of present awareness. That's, that is it too. That is beingness. I don't know what word to use here. It's it also. Even the thought, I need to get somewhere, is it. Is it. Other things, you feel like you have issues you have to work on. Um, let's, say, let's say it's something very serious, like you're an alcoholic. I, I can't study and become uh, spiritual and really get into my own peace until I learn how to really beat this alcoholism. Well, even the alcoholism is it too. Allow that to be there. Allow it to take place. Allow it to manifest itself. The act of allowing something to be there, no matter what it is, will all of a sudden let you release it. You won't be pointing to it like, like a uh, spider in a warehouse with a flashlight staring at it going, Oh my God, there it is. It'll take the flashlight scope and widen it so you'll see everything. And then you realize that, okay, this, this problem, this spider is part of all of it. And then as you stop paying attention to it, it'll move on and go on its own way. 
and you won't have to go chase it down and kill it or beat it or trap it. Does that make sense? So, a, a truly awakened spiritual person does not, they don't walk around with some special um, connection to spirit and they don't have some foundation that's more sacred than anyone else. No. In fact, they walk right into all of their issues and their problems and they have a lot of them just like everybody else does and they allow these to take place. They allow these problems to be there. There they are. Yeah. Here's this problem of, you know, this person has anger. They have um, a, a smoking addiction. They have an eating problem. They have a weight problem. Whatever it is, they allow those to be and over time by allowing those to be then everything will settle into and fall into its own place it becomes free you become free because you're not holding up and fighting anything anymore you're just saying yes let's allow this to pass through let's allow this to be there look at nature always nature will allow so the sky allows clouds the ocean allows oil spills you just allow it to be there it'll clean itself up it'll come it'll go the ocean doesn't care whether a wave goes and wipes out a house or takes out a surfer it doesn't care it just allows it to happen there it is this this mystical force which we call God, doesn't care what takes place because all of it is the essence of the mystical force. All of it is Godding. I don't like to use the word God too much because it, it throws in separation talk immediately of you here and God over there and that's based upon our religious experiences which we all had fun with. I was an altar boy and... Oh my gosh, I remember that. We had to wear these robes and we had to tie them up with these red little fancy ropes. And uh, <laughs> we had to take the Bible and you go in front of the priest and you kneel before him and hold the Bible up to his, his waist. Oh my God, didn't I see what was going on? <laughs> the perversions of the church. <laughs> Good Lord. Um, I will say as an altar boy, no one ever touched me. <laughs> I had this look in my eye, I guess when I was younger, that said, if anybody touches me, I'll destroy you. Uh, that look got me through a private Catholics all-boys school without one fight. Nobody, nobody messed with me. Um, I also remember as an altar boy walking down the very middle of the of the church with a procession that would come in with the music playing and I'd have to hold this huge cross that you know I was about 90 pounds and this thing probably weighed about 120 pounds it was huge and it seemed like it went all the way to the ceiling and all I kept thinking about was if it if it got top heavy and started leaning a little bit to the left or the right that I was going to take out the whole first row of people um, and then the other thing I remember was we used to have to, at back then, they would give the uh, consecrated, conse consecrated host to everybody as they lined up and they'd sing songs. And the priest would sit there and hold the host up and he'd say to somebody, 
and they'd, they'd line up and they'd say, the body of Christ. And then the person receiving it would say, amen. And they would have their hands folded and they would open up their mouth and stick their tongue out. <laughs> My job was to hold underneath of their neck. It was a metal plate. In case the host were to drop, I was to catch it with this metal plate. Now this metal plate was on a, um, it was on a long stick and the plate was at the edge of it. And it was a gold metal plate, very shiny and sharp as hell. And all I kept thinking about was how I would cut their heads off as they were, <laughs> as they were, as they were getting their sacred um, bread. <laughs> so these poor people are in there going, yes, here's my sacred moment, getting my sacred bread. Meanwhile, there's an altar boy there who's thinking, I can cut your juggler off with this, <laughs> this sharp object. <laughs> oh my gosh you have to laugh at some of this um sorry I, I diverted a little bit here I got off the subject but the beauty of all of this is you take a look at even a memory that I just described to you and even the memory what is it made of it's made of thoughts which are made of presence which are made of peace which are made of space, substance, okay? That memory is essentially nothing but forms of energy. And was there ever a being touched in that memory? No, no. Allowing anything to happen, that's what it comes to. So, as you sit here now, take a moment and think of all the, all the things you, you know about yourself that you wanna work on. All the things like you're going, okay, I, I want to work on my patience more because I'm angry. I want to work on, um, oh, maybe the fact that I just want an amazing hot lover all the time in my life. So we, we work on that, okay? These are things I need to work on to get better. Or maybe I feel like I need to work on, um, I don't know, think of things, whatever, whatever comes to you. Work on giving more. I feel like I should be giving more. So you write all these things down and as you write them down, you now look at them and include them in your, your, your awakening, your spiritual path is this. This is the spiritual path. All of this is allowable. All of it is okay. Okay, even if you're, even if you're a son of a bitch, okay, you're being a son of a bitch perfectly. You're doing this perfectly. And you're doing this in a way that you're protecting something. So the key is to give up the protecting and allow the son of a bitch part of you to come out, allow it to take place, and then you realize that what you are protecting is appearing as everything everywhere. This space that you're protecting, this peace space you're trying to get to, so by screaming and driving crazy, you're trying to get to this place. But if this place is here now, and it's here at the end of the road, then you'll start realizing, wait a second, there's no need to really then act like a son of a bitch. That's not important. It, it does no good. There's no sense in doing that. Where does that take you? It takes you to the same place you're at now. And if you can find that place now and see it, then it's here. It's going to be there, too. It's the screen. 
It's the canvas. Beginning of the painting, ending of the painting, it's still canvas. Beginning of the movie, end of the movie, it's still the screen. It makes no difference. Now, allowing that son of a bitch practice to take place, it'll allow you to rest and get into and see that, wow, this is everywhere. Wholeness is what we are. I realized this, um, I realized this a while ago. I was, um, I was trying to find a partner in life to make my life whole. And I was doing this on a couple of dating sites. And the more I tried, the worse it got. The, the dates just got crazier and crazier. I actually started writing a book about it. I probably should finish, but... And then I one day just stopped and realized, okay, wait a second. I can just sit home on a Saturday night and I'm perfectly whole. Even if I feel like I'm not whole, even that feeling of not being whole is wholeness. It's all there. It's like a record. Again, everything is on the vinyl. It's all there. And the record is whole, even with its sour notes even with the tracks on there you don't like, even with the skips, it's skipping perfectly, fully wholly. So I was completely whole. I thought my life is whole. This is life. The story of me by myself on a Saturday night, just making tea and reading. That, that is wholeness. That is life perfectly expressing itself. So once this is seen, then some type of shift does take place, a shift that, that will um, then allow the next person to step into your life. And when the next person does step into your life, all the things that you before the shift would have seen as no I can't be with that person I can't hang out with them as a friend are now like wait I accept these things they're all wholeness too and look how ugly they are perfectly ugly god that's beautiful and that's where your art really starts and that's where you look at it and go this is the art look at this and then that energy will then bring that person around to you also to see the same because you'll be seeing from that place and they'll understand you if if they don't if they do come into you and you say well let's let's look at this beautifully messed up person and you find someone who is uh i don't know let's say they are an alcoholic they chances are they won't if they're still reaching and grasping they're they're not going to they're not going to see who you are there and you may see the beauty in them but they may see your emptiness and run because it scares the hell out of them because that's what they're running from in the first place so anyway getting back to love is instead of instead of trying to find your sweet spot in life um, 
your your new sacred found foundation allow everything to be your sacred foundation allow it all to be the sacred foundation I'm not sure if I told you the story that I experienced a couple of Christmases ago if I didn't I'll tell it again so let's think about this um Sorry, I'm drinking some tea. So it was, I guess Christmas about two years ago. Oh no, four years ago. Let's go back four years. I contacted my ex-wife at the time. And I asked her, um, if I could come over and see the kids on Christmas morning. And she responded and said, no, I, I want to do this by myself this year. And I usually bring a casserole over. And I respected her answer on that. But yet I was extremely hurt because now a huge story was going into my mind which said, there's a me and there's a way a holiday is supposed to be and my holiday is not going to be right because I'm not seeing my kids on Christmas. Um, it was heart-wrenching. So I then contacted uh, a girl I was dating at the time and I said, hey, um, I'm not going to be seeing my kids on Christmas morning. What are you doing? And she said, I'm, I'm free. She said, come up. And I said, thank you so much. And then she added and said, I, um, I can't, um, you can't stay all morning. You have to go out for a little bit because my ex-husband's coming over uh, with a casserole in the morning to spend time with my daughter. <laughs> all right, when this happens, you have to look at life and go, holy beans. <laughs> What's going on here? So I respected her and I said, okay, let's, let me just, let me just do this. So I, I was driving up to see her and there was a part of me that was saying, okay, I am going to allow everything to be as it should. I'm just going to allow. This is okay. It doesn't have to be a certain way. Nothing has to be a certain way. So I was allowing. This worked horribly not well didn't work at all I, I it was like you can't try this you can't allowing is not something you just try you can't make it happen it has to just happen I don't know how else to say it if you're trying it's like trying to be in silence or trying to be you can't force it you have to see the silence everywhere you can't make it happen so I was trying to make the allowing happen. I thought, okay, I'll let this happen. I found myself that night, Christmas Eve, um, I think we went to church or something, and I was so upset. Everything was a memory of, look at the families, look at the children, and you're here by yourself, and da 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 and it went on and on and on. And the holidays are tough. The next morning I woke up, and I 
I got myself, um, uh, I left the house, left her house, and I went and got myself a cup of coffee at the uh, local Quickie Mart. And then I drove up to um, a little lake up there, and I sat, I sat by the, um, the lake, and I cried. Uh, I cried for the story of Mike being alone on Christmas morning with not, without seeing his children. And it was, it was tough. And then I meditated a little bit, or I fell asleep. I don't know. There's a fine line between the two sometimes. And then what I did was I walked out and I sat on this bench and the lake still had steam rising from it because it was warming from the sun and it was still cold from the night before and the grass next to me has little drops of dew that were melting into the grass the birds were singing the sun was coming up I was the only person there and it's almost as if a whisper came to me that said it almost said like see this this never changes see this this doesn't know Christmas this doesn't know holidays this doesn't know anything and suddenly that place the thoughts of what a holiday should be the pain of not seeing my children the story of uh, what my day is going to be all became just just this just one giant open story of just energy presence that's all it was and there was no me and it was just all there uh, the lake was uh, the porthole it was the pointer to bring me to that place I looked at the lake and thought this lake never changes this is a the lake was a physical description a physical expression of what never changes what part of us never changes so I could go sit by that lake at any age 10 years from now go back 20 years from then and I am still the same presence sitting there in front of that lake nothing would change we do this when we go to the beach. You go to the beach, you're the same person, age 5, 10, 20, 30. The same being. That opened. And suddenly now the holiday just became, oh my gosh, it was just a story, a thought. And what I was seeking was that presence. And I felt that presence in my children. So there was an allowing that took place. Allowing. There's another story. Um, the second story is, I guess, about three years later. Um, or maybe two years later, who knows. I found myself, uh, again, uh, it was the holiday and I was alone. And I, uh, I decided to go up to the, the Grotto de Lourdes, which is a beautiful, beautiful place with um, statues of Mary and... St. Francis of Assisi statues and poems and 
and it's just a very beautiful sacred silent place and it's so it's easy to find presence there that offers you know the woods and the streams and the forest and the oceans and and sacred places like that they offer you a very good platform to open up presence and then paint from that place out into the rest of the world so always go there to start if you're having problems because it's hard to find present awareness in, in line at Walmart um, if you can do it there wow that's pretty damn good eventually you can but so I found myself alone at Christmas and I thought well let me go up to this sacred spot I went up there and I sat down by this beautiful statue of Mary and um, and I started meditating I held my hands in prayer and I was meditating and I thought let me find that place I was like like laser beam trying to find my piece of meditation I think you know what I'm talking about so there I was meditating meditating opening trying to open 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 as I'm doing this behind me up on the top of the hill is a Japanese family that came out of a bus and uh, there must have been 25 of them running and screaming and yelling and making noise and there was a part of me that was irritated like how dare they on Christmas morning make noise here who are these people I was I was so pissed off I was giving them looks I was turning around like I'm trying to meditate here on this holy sacred day and you're making all this noise and I was also pissed because like look at them all their families I mean I basically became the Grinch Instead of at the top of the hill, I was at the bottom of the hill looking up at them like, how dare you? How dare you laugh on this day together when I don't have anybody to laugh with? It was, um, that's what was going on. I sat and I sat and I sat. And then all of a sudden, something shifted. Something happened. I let go. I stopped. And I breathed. And, and then all of a sudden, all of their voices, all of them became wholeness. All of them. Their voices, their laughter was me. Their fighting was me. Their Japanese language, as they were calling and singing and, and having fun, was, was me. It was this endless, boundless me that just goes everywhere. And that's what it was. And I took my hands and went from folding them to unfolding them and felt this, this beautiful this beautiful allowing and this beautiful wholeness to take place and twice now so with the lake and now with this Christmas presence was there the holiday presence and it was so joyous that I actually went back to my apartment and looked at my Christmas tree that I'd set up a couple months ago or a month ago which I despised doing and realized oh I get it the light represents the, the light in us but the light is not like a light like you see in Christmas tree. It's like lightness. There's a lightness of mind. The light, when somebody says, oh, there's light in him it's, or her, the light in that person is not like a beaming light. It's the lightness of mind. There's a lightness because everything is the lightness. So those are two stories which I think really um, point very well to how allowing can take place it's almost as if you need to corner yourself into a box where everything just 
you, you're like, I can't think my way out of this. I can't get this me out of this. And once that takes place, then you can say, well, okay, the me can't get out of it. Let's try another way as a not me, as just awareness. And then once you do that, then suddenly awareness, you go, oh, wait a second. Awareness is now, it's, it's the canvas. Everything is painted upon this, and the painting itself is this. And there you have it. It's that simple. And that's all you do. Now go out and look at everything and say, look at this. And you don't have to label it, talk about it, or even just, there it is. Uh, I found myself the other day staring at a dog bowl on the ground for five minutes going, it's holding its form perfectly. The color brown is just appearing and shining out perfectly. And, and the bowl is just staying there. And one minute it's a bowl, and the next minute it's like, what is that? It goes back and forth. It's beautiful. So this is what's happening to us. We're, we're seeing these things. And if you're starting to see these things, you're not going crazy. You, you are losing your mind, which means you're, you're seeing the edges of your mind and you're expanding it, which is good. You're losing the illusion of the individual concentrated form of a mind. That's what you, that's what you have had before. And that's what we're taught. But now you open up to wholeness. So to be awakened is to allow everything. That's it. Just this. And now you can go dance, party, and sing, and have fun. And you can express and love all of your weirdness about yourself. And all the things wrong, it's okay. Those are there. Okay, those, those are the, the smudges in your, in your painting. They serve a purpose. Allow them to be there. Don't stare at them. They'll, they'll leave. They'll move on. They'll change. They'll shift just like everything else does. And go and do and have fun and allow whatever comes in to be there. And then all of it is love. Love is. Love is. All right, I'm at my destination, which is actually Wegmans Market. I'm going to go get some fruit. Um, and then I'm off to play music today. Two gigs. Wahoo. And then a uh, busy day tomorrow, too. So, uh, so this broadcast has been about love is. Um, I don't have any closing music for you. I need to get some closing music and bring that in. Oh, hold on a minute. I do have some closing music. I'll end with this beautiful tone from my Native American flute. And this will be our closing music. So this is a song. We'll call this song Allowing the Sunset to Sing, like this.
Enjoy your week, everyone. I'll talk to you later. Take care. Bye.